Welcome to Truly Rotten Potatoes. You're here with Morgan, Declan, Mitch, and Hayden. And tonight, we are discussing the gay French film entitled... Merci, Docteur Ray. Uh, 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 Merci, uh, French for... A thank you, and to this film I say, a no thank you. <laughs> That's right, and I mean, this is, a, this is a story as old as time, I guess you could say. It's kind of... <laughs> At least as old as 2002. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic fairy tale, I would, I would say, with a twinge hey, of comedy. Hey, I don't think we can say that anymore. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Because there's gay themes, Morgan's calling it a fairy tale, yeah. and that's not really. You can't say that. It's 2019. But it's I mean, not, this, it's 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've oh, seen this yeah. narrative played out before. You know, um, it's it's a typical fish out of water uh, love story, boy meets girl mm. kind of yeah. kind of thing. They say there are like seven genres of story, and it's like man versus man, man versus self, the man hero's versus journey. nature. Yep. And this is just the classic. Alternate Fish of that, water love story. man doesn't know he has dad. Dad gets killed by a gay lover. In man sees him. it in while hiding in closet. Turns out, mum paid for it. Yeah, is that accurate? Turns out, mum paid for it, arranged it. Uh, yeah, let's let's just let's just dive right in and just try to deconstruct <laughs> it as quickly as possible and as see what we've. Mitch possible. is going to try and get out of here, and I'm going to do everything I can <laughs> to keep this bad boy going. No, 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 no. I want. I, Okay, I just want to understand it because there was yeah, a lot of points where th- they're assuming you you have a lot more knowledge than you do. I think. Yeah, I think so. So on a broad level, it's a comedic movie. It's kind of half French, half American. It's kind of half comedic. It's half set in France. It's set in Paris, right? Or just at I least I think France? it was set in. It's France. set in Gay Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the gay the gay province. Yeah, yeah, and. The main character is French and he's like early 20s. His mum is American. She's an actress. It's hard to tell yes. at first, but yeah. I think she's American. Um, there's a few English people in there, but it's, it's some French. Brits. Some of it is in French subtitles, but frankly, not enough. There are some Brits. And yeah. we, we actually happened to watch this with a fifth person who couldn't be here, Liam Gallagher. And he said it was fucking awful. <laughs> that was his that. description. Yeah. We were like, what's the story, Morning Glory? And he's like, I hated it. Yeah, um, and he was talking about Morning Glory. Yeah. Oh, what's the story, Morning, morning but Glory? But it is a key point because this is the only potato on the list that we've watched together, together communally. Mm. Yeah. So that we all got to experience so it. It yeah. was sweet. I got to see I how mean, you guys watched it. Was watch a boring movies. film, and yeah. I wanted it to end, but it yeah. was still sweet. If I remember correctly, this film starts. This potato, sorry. Is it a potato now? It's not. I mean, yeah, it's we're not. Just it's not. Yeah. We got to deal with the fact that there's another podcast called Rotten Potatoes out there. Yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll be get taking them it. down in due time. Yeah, let's just say if What's you're listening that to this, about again, just it's again. literally the four good dudes watching movies that are well rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It's yeah. called Rotten Potatoes. Why did they land on potatoes as well? I, I think know. they probably got the same cease and desist that <laughs> we did. But with the same was, treatment. Was their thing just called Rotten Tomatoes? Probably. Uh, that's a lack of originality yeah. there. And let's be real, watching good <laughs> movies is an anyone easy can thing do to that. do. That. Uh, that's like easy. anyone that's can that's do. Child's play. That's just what. <laughs> you yeah, Child's do. Play is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. we're talking about Child's Play one, Child's Play <laughs> yeah. two. But looking at Rotten Tomatoes and watching the movies that have really high ratings is just what you should be doing anyway. That's fine. Hey guys, we all that's not a podcast. The Shawshank Redemption. You guys like oh, it? I heard Congrats. The Godfather was good. Yeah. Did you guys want to watch it? 
Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. We are watching that's, the worst movies that's on too easy. Tomorrow. But yeah, we are still going to rename easy. our podcast, right? No. We're what? not changing it again. No, those Why guys not? have to. We have to. If you were to, though. <laughs> if we, do you want to brainstorm a couple names? Sure. Back? Truly in. fucking rotten cunts. Mm. Mm, it's not well, bad. Hey. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I I mean, it sounds really like, like a punk the, band. That staccato nature with the start a punk yeah, band. Yeah, I'm adding full stops. I feel like mm. Gigi Allen would be in a band called that. I think we should just call the hey, podcast Gigi Allen. Who is Gigi Allen? I've seen his face. Good game, old. Alan. Good game. Oh, with Bajo and Hank. <laughs> um, isn't Gigi Allen? You've seen his face. I've seen his face. But, but you don't know who he is. No idea. Well, he's I've famous seen... for his face. I mean, he's, his well, he's much more famous for the things that he did than his face. Well, he has like face tattoos. Is, uh, I'm getting him and face Giga mixed up. H.I. Giga? The yeah. Guy who did the, the alien, all the artwork. artwork yeah. What no. is it? H.G. He was cool. H.G. Wells. Hood game. Hood game. Hood gang. Hood games. Gigi. Gigi. Gigi Allen was like a punk rocker, hardcore. I had a feeling. And yeah. he would like... Sounds pretty punk. He would smash heroin, smash things on his face. He'd bleed on stage. He'd shit on stage. He'd jerk off on stage. And then he'd never do any of that stuff off stage. Yeah, that was the weird stage, stuff. He'd he play music normal, off stage. Quiet, quiet guy. But he was like a hardcore, you know, kind of fairly violent psychopath and uh, believe died of a heroin overdose and then... His funeral was some sort of like open wake casket drug party orgy Sick. kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> you can find footage on YouTube. Um, Todd Phillips started his career by doing a documentary about, oh. about Gigi Allen. That makes Long before sense. he would go on to do the Hangover movies or the Joker movie that Hayden has yet to see. Not okay. um, Todd, Todd Phillips made. School, yeah. Old School is uh, secretly a remake. Let me of tell you Fight something Club. about Todd Phillips that a lot of people don't know. He was the original director of Borat. He was on Borat and that he was shooting it for a few months and he left. Uh, him and Sasha Baron Cohen had like creative differences about how they wanted it to go. So he'd already been shooting it and then left after like a month or something. And then I Larry think, Charles came and took over and it became uh, like yeah. the biggest uh, comedy movie. I think he see. originally wanted to be about a very boring rat. Mm. Yes. <laughs> a bored rat. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Sasha Baron Cohen and Larry Charles changed it to be about one of the characters yeah. he'd already made for his TV show. I think TV he found out that Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen was acting the whole time and he was like, I thought this was a real <laughs> Kazakhstani documentary, documentary I was making. And the guy yeah. could have a pet rat and yeah. it's a boring rat. I believe he, he, Bore he ratatouille. said that he was not gay or French enough, which uh, incidentally You're trying became... to get us back onto the topic of... No, it incidentally became uh, the follow-up to Borat Bruno. Oh, right. They took out the French aspect because it yeah. was taking too much from Mercy, Dr. Ray. And Bruno was originally about a guy that made coffee that was never any good. And he's like, Bru, no. Right? Do you guys know that backwards Borat is Tarob? Yeah. Mm. yeah I did, I, yeah. I did know that. Yeah, actually. and did you know if you play it backwards? I know, I, I'm, it actually, I'm actually with... the biggest Borat fan, so I knew that. He actually had done that. I actually, I actually knew that ages yeah. ago. Because your DVD I read that trivia. shelf is like behind your mirror. So all yeah. of the things. Yeah, that's true. But I don't own a DVD copy of Borat, oh, so that's just that's just an interesting tidbit. For some reason, like I wonder what movies I could look at in that mirror if I owned DVDs. For some reason, you do own a copy of Borat Two on DVD. You mean two subsequent No, it's eleven Tower. All right, let's get back to. It's that if that HG Wells guy. 
really wanted to be punk, he would have underdosed on heroin and died. I love you. You were holding on to that for like five minutes. Fucking HG Wells, Roy and HG Wells. Roy and HG Wells. Give him the old Roy and HG, if you know what I mean. I've been coming up really obscure references to make very specific people laugh, like. Uh, uh, putting together uh, Ronnie John's Dio, (laughs) (laughs) which is a combination of the Ronnie John's Harper and Ronnie Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, I don't know who that's not. What would that sound like, though? What would that sound like? That's what stand up comedy was in the 80s. You would just mix them and then you'd just do the impression. I pity the fool that doesn't fun (laughs) hum. Um, uh, guys, all right, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. One of the guys from the Ronnie Johns Half Hour judged an improv. Yeah, uh, wasn't show it? We wasn't it the one? I think wasn't we were like Jordan 15. Rascopolis or uh, Rastapopolis? Yeah, the guy from Access uh, was yeah. awesome. Yeah, who's now um, a female. And his criticism for one of our performances was, was like to stay away from race subjects. Mm. And I think it was Jim that had brought up an an Asian stereotype character or something. Mm. But um, yeah, that was his one. So I guess he's not a very big fan of Fast and the Furious then. No, no, he's not a big fan of Fast and the... But what about Fast and the Furious-ish? You know, Fast and the Furious, if you see it in my mirror that I have, um, this canon now behind my DVD shelf. It spells uh, Tarob. Spells spells Ratatouille. (laughs) What's H.G. Wells backwards? Slow. The point is... We saw a movie tonight. Yeah. And hey, it I've got brought a us joke closer. just to get out Go on the record. Um, if you're listening to this, spread this joke as far and wide as you can. Like what coronavirus. You... Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh. I was going to say like that delicious uh, craft so crunchy peanut yes. butter. Like yes. spread it like. I just really want to say my joke. Go okay. on, say Sorry. your joke. I, thought, I, think, right. I don't know how you're going to top those two. I'm, I'm just <laughs> riffing over here. Yeah. No, the joke is just what do you call your penis when it falls asleep in a committee meeting? A board member. Oh. Wait, that's funny. I thought I put that's a blanket funny. over the drums. Who did? Who was doing that? Ow! <laughs> was that just you with your mouth before? I, I prefer not to speak about it. Oh. That's a condition I have. You should hear my Eddie Murphy impression. You'll think he's here in the wor- in the room with you. Uh, Goonie Goo Goo. It's the only Eddie, Eddie Murphy. No, no, no. I'm just saying that. you should hear it later we'll after the podcast. Work. I think. <laughs> do, you want, right. do you want to hear All it right. now? Can it? Come, come, come real close yeah. for a second. Who, me? I'm Eddie Murphy. Holy shit. Dude. I'm Dr. Doolittle. I watched Dr. Doolittle yeah. the other day with that. Uh, That's a good trick, though, because most people sound the same when they're whispering. Yeah, exactly. So you can do an impression of yeah. anyone. Have I ever shown you my Christopher Walken impression? When he's whispering? No, just talking, but I can only count to four. That's all I can yeah, do. Yeah, sure. Go Is it whisper or walking? One, two, three, four... Uh-huh. That's it. That's good. Anything after that, I That's lose good. it. I can hold it for four, <laughs> I get four count. That's <laughs> it. I can I can intro a band. One, two, three, four. Oh, I've lost it. No, yeah, they sound like a Russian. <laughs> hey, band. I heard you guys were doing impressions. Oh, he's back. Yeah. It's Johnny Depp. Oh, my brother was here last week. It's me, Jack Black Nicholson. I don't know if you met me. <laughs> This is not the uh, greatest song in the world. Uh, 
shall we say this is just a tribute. So good. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Been bye, nice. Jack Black. Jack Black. Seven hey. Nation Army can <laughs> hold me back. Jack, Jack White. White. My name's Jack, Jack White. Hey, Jack Nicholson. White Black. <laughs> so what? You guys watch a movie tonight? I went What's to Wichita. <laughs> What was everyone's favorite scene? Remember when we had the guy from Living End on our podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we did. That was good. That was crazy. Why isn't he here on this one? We could give him a call. We have his number. (laughs) Yeah, we (laughs) Bill. What are you up to? He he made the mistake of not saying delete my number after that call. You know that song Pictures in the Mirror was about Hayden's DVD bookshelf. (laughs) That's why all the lyrics are just like, Tarab, 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 Tarab. Right, let's talk about Mercy Dr. Ray real quick. So the opening scene is an annoying rollerblader meets a, our handsome young guy. <laughs> yeah, at, that, um, at, the, at the cafe. On a, on a blind date. Um, was he a, he was he a gigolo? Because for the rest of the movie, the main guy kept calling up like a sex hotline to mm. try and get a gigolo. Well, so so the main the main character I don't know his name. I don't think he's looking he's he's looking for love, right? So he keeps like calling some hotline to find someone the same age of his, as him so it's, like ho- maybe... it's like a gay hookup line yeah right? yeah. Okay. yeah and so we open the film on him meeting one of these people and the dude's yeah. like an obnoxious annoying rollerblading man who keeps putting his arm around him and he and our main character isn't into it yeah what does he say about rollerblading something like i like rollerblading it's like love uh, or... yeah he likes doing it at night as well that's yeah. why it's also like love. Well, he likes men that do manly things. That's right. And men yeah. who are he being keeps man. That. Oh, and he, like and he was on the internet thing. as well yeah. a lot. And mm-hmm. he was trying to meet people and yeah. somebody had the same username as him and he was trying to talk to them and they weren't responding. And then he responded to them. But it being, turned out it was his own. Yeah, he was, he was talking to himself. to himself on a different account mm-hmm. or something. So he stopped the really net. Stupid. He stopped the net. Yeah, yeah. then he stopped the net, which is what <laughs> yeah, the subtitle said. He jumps off using the internet and he says he stops the net. But it was just an obnoxious guy who comes on a date and spends the whole time talking about other dating experiences instead of just like getting to know the person. They're just like, oh, listen to these other dates I go on. Oh, I meet guys like this. I say this online all the time. So I that was a prearranged date. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. They go back to that cafe and he uses, that's like his way to meet guys. I guess it's just an arranged date. Prearranged yeah. means that you would have a meeting about then arranging. Arrange. Yeah. yeah. Or someone else arranged it for Which you. Which it could have been. There could have been multiple levels of arrangement for this. But anyway, that just breaks up, doesn't it? They just go no, their separate ways. Well, just not a good thing. I need to go piss. Don't wait up for me. And, and then, then he says the goes, like... Do you piss a lot? Do you piss a lot? <laughs> and, then he, and then when he's gone, he's like, I don't like piss. I don't want piss play or something, doesn't mm, he? Yeah. yeah, something like that. He's and just talking to himself now, still being equally obnoxious. Well, it's very French. He's humor. wearing Bono very, so that's the thing. It's so I'm French. I'm surprised some of you guys got this because... You know, a French sense of humor is a sort of, it takes a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah. A certain bonjour baguette. Yeah, when they would hit me with those sort croissant. of French joke explosions, I would sort of have a wry smile on my mm. face and just sort of chuckle and know that like, French, oh, these guys probably yeah, don't get French it. French joke explosion is the brother band of John Blue's explosion. Right? <laughs> That's right. There's this two, was such a weird tonal movie, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. it was like sometimes silly, funny, like the Americans were yelling at each other or the mother had like that green face makeup stuff on all the time. And then it was also like quite seriously about a murder and... Like a boy never meeting his father. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny, but yeah. it just was never funny enough for it to be funny. Yeah. 
Like and it, it really was, it was, some of it was kind of like like uh, what's the fucking word like absurd enough that it was like that's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, but that's yeah. A, that's as much as it could ever elicit out of me. It Can was I made mean? by a New Yorker though. That's the weird thing. It's not yeah, like it was, was made weird. by a the New Yorker Frenchman. magazine financed this one. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like we need something. Did you hear French about ones. Jeffrey Tubin from the New Yorker was jerking off on a Zoom call and now what? he's been fired? Who's who is that? Oh, he's been there for like twenty nine years. He's like a author like a writer editor and he was there. jerking off on a zoom yeah call. why it's funny because he thought he wasn't on that call anymore or something yikes he wasn't jerking off to the people maybe i think it was like he was on a work that... call and then he took another zoom call and then he was jerking off and he didn't realize like he'd reverted back to the original call and so everyone at his work is just seeing him Whoa. jerking off that's unseemly yeah and is there like video that of this you can watch? I don't think it's out. Oh, I think it was okay. just more like the New Yorker announced. But it was, was it was too it. good news. So when they found out about it, he's like, just print it. Put it, <laughs> yeah. put it in the magazine. Like we got to be the yeah, first source on this, this one. This is going to sell some yeah. good copies. They're going to find out. We better put it out. Yeah. He did All an right. interview for it. There's a picture of him. So the movie is about uh, this guy, this guy who hasn't come out yet to his mother. They're in France. Uh, he's out there trying to find love i suppose um but he's also living with his mother his mother's a diva she's yes, a she's an opera singer that. and she's like legitimately like a diva in the sense that she's like a like a female version of a hustler of a, of a hustler no, no she's no, just um, like a crazy old actress lady. but like like a diva like a like you know everything has to be her way and she's yeah, full of herself and stuff. yeah so there's a song with those lyrics. Yeah, in it and there's a lot of the mum yelling at the son, who is completely French. He must have been raised there, mm. um, and she's just kind of jabbering on while she's doing her makeup, and he's just not responding. And she's basically yelling at herself for like yeah, three minutes. And so you start to realize pretty quickly there's like a a weird like hole in the relationship between these two, and you don't yeah. you don't understand why his, her son is like totally just like doesn't give a shit about anything she has to say, and you start to realize that she's completely self-absorbed and yeah. like full of herself because she's famous. And so the main character keeps calling this phone sex hookup gigolo line, and he uses the same phrase where it's like looking for love that they have to be the same as me or something. What is it? Want to be the same age? Yeah, I'm a real. A twenty-three-year-old man looking for love, looking for the same. Yeah, like looking. This. Yeah, and then and then he talks to someone, and, he, and they're like, "I'm actually twice your age. I'm I'm forty-six, and he's like, oh, I'm not interested." And then he's like, "Look, I'm gonna give you my address, and I'm gonna leave like a key for you, and I want you to come into my house, and then and then and we'll meet up there." And so he does it. And this is the first time of many times where characters just kind of behave completely irresponsibly to a point where you're like, why would anyone do that? I think before that, he makes this cake that has weed in it. I think before he he leaves the apartment. And it's kind of like in Matilda when Matilda. Well, hold on. It's it's after because it's after he agrees to go to this guy's house. Right. So he tells his mum, oh, I'm not going to be here tonight. And she's got like maybe the, not the premiere, but like the last dress rehearsal of her play or something. Yeah. Mm. So she's like, do you want to come? And he's like, and again, she's yelling do you want to come please come and he's like i'm going out tonight and while then yeah the mum goes to the play he's getting ready and he's making a cake mm. and he's gonna survive without his mother and mm-hmm. the song is survivor by cake the yeah. um i will survive i will survive, survive. I will I will survive. survive. The Gloria Gaynor classic 
Yeah, but it's the cake Gainor. update. Right, I see. Oh. <laughs> and uh, then he goes to this, this strange man's house. But the way in which he makes this cake as well, that he just yeah. sprinkles yeah. weed just all over. He pours a bunch the, of weed into yeah. the cake it's, the brownie. It's the way that I would do it, not knowing anything about it. But mm. even I have heard that you bake it into like the butter of the cake, right? Like extract the oils yeah. out of it, yeah. Like there's an it. actual process. It's not just you make a brownie mix and you sprinkle yeah. weed flakes yeah. into it. Like you might do that, but <laughs> if you do it right on top, then obviously anyone who eats this thing is going to be like, what is this shit on top yeah. of this brownie? Oh, that's... Why is that grass And I assume the taste would be like a lot stronger as well, right? If it's just... And yeah, just chewing. Yeah. Crumbed just throughout. Chewing a plant, I guess, yeah. is what you'd be doing. Because you can't just eat weed and feel anything from it, Yeah, right? if you no, eat Bruce lots Lee and lots and that. lots, apparently you can. Okay. But like... Bruce Lee used to chew on it all the time. Nice. He said it was magic. Yeah. And he had a brain aneurysm. Yeah, right. Shows how right you were, yeah. Bruce Lee. I didn't mean that about no. Bruce Lee. That, Fuck yeah, Bruce true, Lee. But... I'm with you. Fuck him. What's yeah. he ever done? He didn't yeah. do it. He wasn't yeah. in the Matrix. He got yeah, beaten up by Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. If Brad Pitt can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So that's the point that he leaves yeah. the house and so he goes follows like up Decl- on that. Like Declan says, completely irresponsibly and almost as if his life. And for no reason, because he specifically yeah, right, said, cool. "I'm looking for a 23-year-old," and the guy's like, "I'm twice your age, but you could still come to my house tonight." I think he did say that he'd pay him though. Yeah, yes, there's an incentive. He's like, yeah, "Do this. Go to my house. I'll leave a key under my door. There'll be a light on in one of the rooms. Go into that room. Go into the closet. There's just five hundred dollars there. in there and wait." Yeah. And he does that. So you're like, what's he waiting for? I just assumed they were going to hook up. But what happens is... It really is, looks like they yeah, are going What happens to. is a young guy comes into the room. And so our, our main character is, is trapped in the closet or hidden in the closet, watching through the, the little uh-huh. slots. And uh, a young guy comes in and then an old guy comes in and they talk. And they're like clearly in a relationship and you're like, oh, okay, he's basically paying this young guy to watch him have sex with his young boyfriend and the young boyfriend won't know about it. And he keeps looking into the closet. Yeah, and he keeps... Like, yeah, he keeps this like out, yeah. here we go. And I'm expecting oh. this to get pretty hardcore. Yes, and it I... does, but in a slightly different way than you might mm. expect. I mean, they're, they're kind of pushing each other around. They're being a bit yeah. rough. Then they're dancing to some Spanish yeah. music. It's a real... F- like, that made me think a lot about the art of seduction and... It was really just like shoving to the ground and, mm. and then and then like holding hands and tenderly dancing around with each other. And I was like, wow, the human, you know, sexual appetites, the way that we seduce each other is just so fascinating. It can go mm. from violence to, to romance back to violence because the young guy just pulls a knife out and stabs this old guy in the back. Yeah, if you ask me, and I hope hey, Morgan. one day you will. Uh, sorry, I don't know. But you have permission to do so. Yes. Stabbing someone in the back during lovemaking. Hey Morgan, what are your thoughts on stabbing someone in the back during lovemaking? Okay. I want to make it clear it's not okay. It's yes. never okay. It's never okay. It's never okay to stab yes, someone. Queen, That's when preach. it's gone too far. You've always you've but been he so liked... political lately, dude, and it's turning off all our fans. People don't come to hear your opinions on right versus left, mm. stabbing during sex versus mm. not stabbing. I get really passionate about some subjects. Like... This is why Trump won. Things like this. And then also why he just lost. I thought this was very um, similar. Truly rotten potatoes. Is this yeah. co- so we're calling it why Trump won now? I reckon we get more listeners. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Why Trump won? Why Trump that's actually bad. won 2020? Yeah, see, that's it. Let's do it. <laughs> How did he done it? How he did done some it? Sweet yeah, Coke, Coke Rose money. money. 
how he did it. <laughs> it's just like he didn't. Yeah. That that's how he did it. Anyway, sorry. Um no, I mean that's I just want to take a moment just to say like that's when it's gone too far. Yes. That whole art of seduction thing that you're talking about, sure, fine, good. <laughs> Get passionate, but don't stab each other in the back with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. Uh, I like how happy he he was when he stabbed him. He had a really big <laughs> smile on his face and spoilers for later in the movie because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because he's super, he's got this, and he's making mm. eye contact with the guy in the closet yeah. as he stabs him in the back. But then later That's, he's yeah. like, yeah, I was, I, you know, I was at my wit's end. Uh, I, I didn't know what to do, but then mm. this woman paid me. Which the we'll, other thing is, we'll uh, I, I'm assuming you guys felt this, is like, I invite you over to my house to watch me do something, hide in the closet, I'm going to pay you. Mm. And then I get stabbed in the back. Mm. You're going to assume that you were there to watch this, right? That you that it was like a consensual killing. You know how sometimes, um, like the like that famous cannibal story in Germany, where it was like a guy paid a guy to come over, and he was like, "I want you to kill me and eat me." They ate some of him together, and then he like killed himself and let the guy eat him. Mm. That's what I thought this was. Mm. It was like, I want this guy to stab me, and I want you to see it, and that's what gets me off. Well, no, I thought it was more, it was sort of, but I thought it was more like, I want you to be a witness to this because I know I'm going to get killed tonight. And so Ooh. I want there to be a witness there to see it. I, I almost thought that this movie revenge. was going to be smart and, and do the, <laughs> that the young guy wanted him to think that it was the old guy on the phone, but it was actually him. Mm. And it was like, oh, like this, mm, old, why right. did this old guy invite me there? And it's like, oh, it was this young guy because he was like, wanted this guy to... I don't, I don't know. Marry yeah, the no, lead. No, I feel you. No, but there are so many different ways it could have gone there. I didn't. I didn't think that the stabbing was meant to take place in the old man's eyes. Mm. I think he should have reached out in some way and be like, "Help me!" Yeah. Mm. This, mm. Can you stop this guy? Yeah. He's stabbing me. You're right there. He damn got me. So. And and the 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 first reaction of our man in the closet was not oh it was dismay yeah, yeah it was, it was just, like, just mm. like it was kind of plain and i was yeah, like wait bored. is he just used to this kind mm-hmm. of behavior yeah. but then as soon as the killer leaves that's when he like goes <gasps> and like runs off and he's all like oh my god what have i yeah. just seen but in the time he wasn't like i get that if you've seen someone killed you don't want to jump in and be like kill me next yeah. i was a witness to it but he wasn't even shocked and like holding his mouth and being like, I got to make sure I don't get caught. He just sat there very neutrally. Yeah, Mm. that's kind of the security you feel when you're watching someone through a closet (laughs) that has that particular pattern. You just feel protected and like, it's not real. You know, what's going on in front of you? Someone gets It's like watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. So what well, that's what, they, that's what away, sort of right? what they do in France is instead of watching TV, is they they watch people through 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 curtains. Yeah. What what happens? He runs he, away. His mum's got a different colored thing on her face this time. She's got a so white. So he goes back home. Yeah, he goes back home, and then she's eating a pickle with some chocolate sauce, Nutella, and Nutella, Nutella stuff on it. On it. Yeah, she she's goes, like she, she's talking about her cravings when she was pregnant with him. Yeah, I think that was my favorite scene of this entire movie. Yeah. She's pretty funny in this because she was, yeah. that scene. She was really funny. She's just eating pickles and Nutella. She gets really heightened and she's like saying to him like, please come to my premiere, please. Yeah. And he's just not responding because he's, he's like just seen someone frozen in bed about this person dying in front of him. And she, there's a point where she's just crying and she's covered in white stuff and she's eating this pickle. And she's <laughs> like, flag, flag. Uh, she like runs into his bedroom and she's like, oh, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, move over. And just like starts pushing him. <laughs> and gets into his bed and just starts like, 
just aggressively touching him, yeah. being like, oh, but what's wrong? Oh. Yeah. And she's just saying, something <laughs> happened with Linda, didn't it? Tell me about Linda. You can tell me anything. Because as far as she's concerned, he's straight and yeah. has a girlfriend called Linda. Yeah, and he does seem to have had a girlfriend called Linda, so maybe he's bi, but he's definitely like spending a lot of spare time trying to hook up with similarly aged men. Has yes. she eaten any of his special cake at this point? Oh, yeah, she, she eats his cake. Into his... Has yeah, that no, I don't, I don't think that's after, happened yet. Yeah. Okay. She hasn't even noticed the cake yet. Yeah. She and goes so, to town on those brownies as well. Like, does. I understand yeah. grabbing one brownie and eating it, but she just eats the whole thing. Yeah. And she just, just spends all... She carries the tray. Yeah, at first, yeah, at first it's house. a brownie, and it's and but then later on, characters are just passing around this cake tin and just eating it like an entire... Yeah. I remember tin. once when I was like much younger, I was out drinking all afternoon, and I just didn't eat anything all day. And then a friend came and picked me up from the pub to take me to like a house party and he'd made some brownies and I was so hungry. And he's like, do you want one? I was like, yeah, yeah, I have one. And I ate it and it was so yum. I was like, can I have another one? He's like, mm, yeah, but I'd be careful. So I just crammed another one down my throat and because I was so hungry. And and it was delicious. And yeah, so we get to this party and it's like South Canberra not the nicest place big fucking scary dog in the backyard <laughs> some interesting tattoos on arms of certain people and um, you say nazi like aryan pride kind of tattoos some stuff yeah <laughs> um okay. and but like people are just knew... like a metallica tattoo and you're no, like oh, this no. is a bit too heavy yeah, yeah. for me <laughs> <laughs> and to shame me yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know South Canberra, maybe like bikey affiliate stuff, yeah. and um, I was freaking the fuck <laughs> out. I was <laughs> like, so I've never been as, I've, I've, Anxious. not parent. Well, yes, all that, but like also like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I mean, with edibles, that you can get so wiped out by this crazy, and I got a taxi back to my house quick fucking smart the fucking dog was up on me like scraping on me i'm like (laughs) big scary dog scary people um and the taxi driver must have just thought i was insane because i'm like are you having a good night and he's like yeah mate why do you need a taxi like three kilometers down the road i just uh you know where you're going (laughs) when i got home i just like curled up in bed and like just shivered for like three hours. It was <laughs> horrible. Just horrible. So yeah, I'm surprised his mum can handle as much as she does. Yeah. I was really expecting to go like French uh, French farce, characters tripping out and being not knowing that they're high on brownies. And it, it didn't really happen that much. No, like three no. or four characters ate these brownies. They're and all pretty... They had like a minor reaction for like half a second in the back of one scene or something. Everyone's a bit bonkers in this movie already. Yeah. And then they just eat this this sugary brownie and it doesn't seem to impact them at all. It doesn't yeah. seem to have any any part in the story. Yeah. And so he's just seen this murder. You'd think that you would probably call the police, tell them at least where it happened, and maybe give a description. And you can mm. say that you were there because you didn't break any laws. You just can say, I was hiding in this guy's closet and someone died in front of it, so I, I can I have some information. But he doesn't do that. He decides, the easiest way for me to find the killer, don't know what I'm going to do with him when I find him, is call up all the different rent boys. Just keep calling that mm. line. 
ask for like a description of the age and kind of what they look like or their weight and everything and then say, cool, that sounds like it could be the guy I saw killing that guy last night. All right, can you meet me at this coffee shop tomorrow morning at this time? And and so he does this to three different guys and then he goes to the coffee shop the next day and these three rent boys show up and they're all like, hey, are you here to be rented? And they're <laughs> like, yeah. And he's the only other guy there and he's like awkwardly hiding behind a newspaper. And he's cut little holes in the newspaper <laughs> and his eyes are sticking Pretty through. Pretty much. He's like just peeking over. Yeah. And then he do, he's like, ah, oh, damn, it's not either of those three. Now I better go to the cops. But one of them's like, hey, you're the guy who hired me and I'm not leaving till I get my money. I recognize your yeah, voice. I recognize your And it's your the first voice. of a few times where people recognize people's voices mm-hmm. on the phone from a day before from what would have been like a one-minute conversation, which I just don't buy that at no. all. Well, there's a lot of voice stuff in this movie. Yeah. There's a voice Unless they character. sounded like this. Yeah. Uh, high five. <laughs> they had a very... Jack, Jack, Jack Black Nicholson. Yeah. is back. Now, when you were talking about those interesting tattoos, were you talking about like Escher or Salvador Dali? Yes, <laughs> I was just like, yeah. and they were like, I was so high. They were yeah. really blowing my mind. They were like magic ones. eyes. Yeah, where where it's a cube and it's a double cube That's and right. you don't know where it starts. But I just, I just, I, I, I <laughs> found it too overwhelming I had to get out of there. The people yeah. were too intellectually um, above me. <laughs> what's what's interesting is the movie that features plot points of dubbing movies mm-hmm. it has a lot of dubbing problems mm. i yeah. was wondering about that was it the we watched it on your projector is there any latency there is no this? latency okay because no. it, it was everything yeah, was yeah. out there if anything Definitely. the <laughs> videos um well yeah no either way it'd be latency i want you guys to watch the new Doolittle film with um robert downey, downey jr because it's terrible to begin with but also his Welsh accent is so atrocious. And then you analyze it when you're looking at it. Like, it doesn't even sound like he's... You know how we're doing that overdub of The Matrix? It yeah. feels like that's what you're watching. And yeah. then you go and research it. And he overdubbed every single line afterwards yeah. as this, well. This movie felt like every line was overdubbed. But I just assumed it was a sync issue. Mm. But if you're telling me that it's... Not, no, that's... that's that's I, I Maybe it was originally in full French. And they... No way. No, no, there's certain no, things no. that I mean. What's what's no. what's the what's her name? Because like Vanessa Redgrave. Is is that is that who we're talking about? The the mum? No, no. She, she she has a few lines that are definitely her speaking them. It's yeah, just, no, I don't think it's. Yeah, her. I don't think it's it just looked wild and off the whole time. Yeah, didn't look right. Anyway, so he's unsuccessful in in finding the killer. Yeah, and, so he um, goes to a phone booth to call the cops and tell mm. him what he's seen. One of the rent boys is like, hey, I recognize your voice. You're the guy that owes me money. Robs him. Steals his watch. like, that was my father's watch. Next scene, his mother sits him down and is like, okay, I lied I've to lied to you about, about everything your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Including that watch, which yeah. is not your father's. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is it. Maybe she had this weed cake and she's like, oh, I... I've got this anxiety about this thing I haven't told my son. Now it's no, overwhelming. It's because the cops the... came to visit her as well, though. Was it? Oh, uh, that's the catalyst? Yeah. She's like, the cops yeah. came, told me that your father, who I told you oh, died yeah, a long right. time yeah, ago, yeah. is actually dead now. That but was the catalyst. She's, she's not just, it's not like one of those generic things where you just tell your kid, oh, your dad died. Mm. She's like taking him to a tombstone <laughs> every week or something, <laughs> like keeping things. the lie yeah. so specific for so long. Because she's a diva. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, I lied about everything. Your dad actually was alive and he was in this city the whole time, but he is dead now. Yeah. So there's he nothing to worry about. He was killed last night by he was stabbed in he the back. He was stabbed in the apartment. back. And we realize, 
because we're so smart no, that we, we can put, put these two, two together. together. Like, maybe he was the same man. Yeah. Or we're like, oh, another stabbing in the back in an apartment? That now, sorry, France, the, the question city. here, and I don't think we ever get closure on this. The, 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 it was pure coincidence that his dad had called him and asked him to come and watch him have sex. Yeah, right? I don't yeah. really. That like, wasn't I, I don't think he, think was, he had. I don't think he was reaching out for his son. Yeah, I don't right. think that they were trying to set that up. Yeah, I don't think that it was like I know that this is my son uh-huh. on the line and I want him to be there, which is just. I mean, such that was very yeah, fucked up. Very yeah. front, very but, there, but you know there what else? Weird levels to that. That I guess we'll go into about you know the reason the the mum left the dad or at least kind of that he's estranged is because i guess he's gay mm-hmm. but he's also working like a gay hotline and imagine calling your own dad on a gay hotline mm. for that's a hookup let's sucks. just take a moment. and then watching them be murdered and then finding out it was your dad which is literally what happens it's in this very movie. french very french yeah. themes <laughs> it happens all the time in france yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's around this time that i think the mother character says i've got my performance on friday which is the day after tomorrow that's just to remind him, like, the order of days, I guess. Do you remember that line? Yeah. Or I mean, maybe that was just to tell us, like, how long we should expect as viewers to know when yeah. the performance will be taking place. And so, we're, like, 10 minutes in and I'm like, okay, it's going to be a bit of a murder mystery French farce. He's going to try and solve the pers- the murder of the who killed his French, dad. French fries. French fries. <laughs> Delicious. Mm. Um, but then it introduces us to a new character who we don't know anything about. It's just a new scene. It's like a really annoying, narcissistic actress with bad teeth who's on the couch of a therapist and she's just ranting and raving about her life, blah, blah, blah. You're just like, okay, this person's really annoying. She's an actress. She needs attention. Um, She's talking completely to herself. The therapist, you can see sitting in the background but says nothing. And then at the end, she's like, I can't believe you called me narcissistic. Uh, I hate you. I wish you'd die. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't. She goes up to talk to her and the therapist has actually died while sitting there. And so she's sitting wearing sunglasses and she knocks the therapist over and the therapist is actually dead. And she's just like, she just rolls her under the therapist's desk. And then our main character walks in. He's decided after seeing his own father killed, he and needs to all talk the, to he a, needs therapist. a therapist. So he yeah. just walks into a random therapist, and he's like, office. "Hey, are you Doctor Ruth? Yes, yeah, so uh, Doctor Ruth Ray." Switcheroo. She pretends that she's Doctor Ruth yeah. Ray. She's on the she's on the on the ground behind her uh, on the floor behind her desk behind the desk of the therapist, and so her head pops up, and the and the guy's like, "Are you Doctor Ray?" And she's just like, "Uh, yeah, but I you got to go get out of here." And he's like, "No, I really need someone to talk to." And she's like, "Fine, I'll give you fifteen minutes." And then has this session where she's pretending to be Doctor Ray mm. while Doctor Ray is hilariously dead under the desk. And I couldn't stop laughing. I, I couldn't was... stop <gasps> chuckling to myself. What about even when her like dead arm just flopped out mid conversation? And when he no it could. He doesn't know at first and then he proceeds and tells her a bunch of the crazy shit that we've just told all of you about what he's seen and how he's coping with the realization that his dad was alive all this time but has now just recently passed away and he witnessed that murder. And then for some reason, very quickly after that, the Mm. woman who's pretending to be Dr. Ruth Ray reveals that she's not Mm. the doctor. Well, there's an even more bigger jump that got me. As we said before, the characters act in such insane ways that it makes no sense. So the fake Dr. Ray is, is holding this psychiatry session, 
looks under the table and is like, oh, the arm is like loose and the guy's mm. going to notice that there's a dead body there. So she just suddenly goes, you know what? what? Why don't you just come to my house and we'll fi- and we'll talk more? And he's like, is that normal to just go to a therapist's house? Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, so she's going to get out. And then she goes, actually, also- you know what? Also, I'm not Dr. Ray. Yeah. I, and he's like, what do you mean? I, I killed Dr. Ray. And then she shows him the body. Like, yeah. she was away. Mm. She, she yeah, could have she could have cleared it. And, and that she, would have been an interesting thing to pursue in the yeah, movie. Like, again. hiding that. Yeah, she's trying to pretend to be the psychiatrist. That, yeah. like, and they, and yeah. they can Carry the dead body around yeah. with her. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, again, yeah, you're like, I think I know what this movie is. It's a funny movie where there's a uh, fake yeah. actress pretending to that be this psychiatrist. That would have been interesting. But instead, we're given a much more half-baked, you know, run-of-the-mill <laughs> story that we've seen a million times before. <laughs> Two patients meet in a psychiatrist's office. One of them accidentally kills a psychiatrist. The other one witnessed the death of their father the night before. And they now live together. It's a story as yeah. old as time. Well, they also clear that up as well because he goes oh she died of a heart attack because he looks in her yeah. hand <laughs> she's holding like when, heart no, yeah, when he right. first sees the body when she first reveals it he faints instantly hits yeah. the oh, deck right. yeah. fade to black fade back he's in the same position but now our crazy actress lady is on top of him like screaming at him it's not my I fault I didn't murder her I just said she maybe it's manslaughter at the worst but that's all and he's like oh look she's holding a bottle of heart medication in her hand uh, she just didn't take that and that's why she died. She just had a heart attack. Yeah, that's evidence enough. That's, yeah. c- that's conclusion. Don't Such even bring the coroner in. He just goes, my nan had the same medicine. Yeah, I've seen this bottle before. Yeah, I can't read I can't read the writing, but like I've seen this bottle. It like a bottle as well. Mm. Like it wasn't a pill bottle. Yeah. I don't think a drop... I don't think you're taking a dropper. I don't know. Unless you're dropping it directly into your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Open up. (laughs) Is it fair to say that past this scene, like things both get zanier and slower? Yeah, Yeah, right. Less less happens. It's like you slam Mm. your foot down on the brake and the accelerator at the same time. Yeah, (laughs) the car's just stalling, (laughs) bouncing on the road. It is is genuinely like 45 minutes of not... Yeah. Nothing. The problem yeah. is that th- those plots that you think could happen at the start, they don't do. They just go in a completely different direction. But because of that, there's never any like start of the story. Where are we going with yeah. it? It's just new stuff keeps yeah, happening. Yeah. Another example of that is because he moves in with this woman. Yeah. For so, some so then reason. they become like best friends. Mm. The, the, the woman and, immediately an hour. And yeah. he yeah. does still go back to her house. And then yes, like you say, Morgan. Suddenly he's living there. And the mum is kind of looking for him and we'll go into that more later. And that feels like it's going to take up the rest of the movie. Mm. But within two or three scenes, he just walks back in and they say hello again. There's no real romance between them either. They're not like having sex or anything, are they? He's having sex with other men in her apartment. Yeah, because she keeps saying, hey, I heard you on the phone last night doing your looking for love, looking for same as me kind of thing. And he's like, stop listening to my phone calls. It's like, you've moved into this woman's (laughs) house within like an hour of knowing her. And she's a crazy person who pretended to be a psychiatrist and she potentially killed a psychiatrist. And she keeps a jar of mayonnaise on the table, which was never explained. He tries to put it away and she screams at him one point where she's just like, don't touch my mayonnaise. And then later she throws it out. And that's, I guess, like, she's... That's great. That's progress. That's a character. What's kind of like an interesting wrinkle is that she... So she's at the psychiatrist talking about how, like, she's a narcissist and she's an actress and... She's successful, and but the jobs aren't coming as much as they used to. She talks about how she was in Mission Impossible. And then you get back to her apartment and there are all these posters up on the wall of like films. Yeah. And she's like sticky taped her face over 
photos of the actors in the movies yeah. mm. and you think, oh, she's crazy. She's not in any movies. Yeah. And yeah. then you start to discover she actually, what her job is, is she's a French, she dubs English movies. She yeah. is the French actress that dubs these, uh, does the French dubs Dub. for yeah. those movies. And she does it for famous English actress, Vanessa Redgrave. Vanessa like Amorosi. one of her favourites. Yeah, Vanessa Amorosi. She Redgrave. does it for absolutely everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so after that, it gets even more stupid because um, the mum who's been at home eating brownies and getting high has this kind of highfalutin friend come over. I don't know if she's also an actress or a She writes or the operas. She's, oh, okay, yeah, she she's an it. opera, yeah. And so th- she's like, I'm concerned about my son. He's kind of gone missing. And the friend's like, just hit redial on his phone and you can find out who he talked to last. Do we even need to go into this? This is such a yeah, waste of time. I feel like, let's just hit like bullet <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Is this, like, no. That no. was a waste well, of I just want, time. Well, I just want, just to pad the film out. Down this movie, the the only ahead. line of dialogue I wrote down as a quote was in this scene. So, okay. Okay. if you okay. will permit me. Okay. I will. Uh, they call redial on the guy's phone. They, of course, call like the gigolo hotline. Mm. And um, she starts saying, like, uh, is Thomas there? And they're kind of just being like, yeah, I'll be a Thomas. Come down, meet me uh, under the alleyway near the highway and I'll be a Thomas. And then she uh, believes that they've kidnapped Thomas and that she's talking to, like, guys that want to hold him for ransom. And so she says to her friend, my son is in danger. I can smell it in my nose like an animal. Mm. That was a weird one. I think she's, <laughs> she's really peaking she's at this point. You know, she's really peaking on that yeah, weed. It was, a, yeah. it was a hammy mum. This movie had so many shots of like statues of heads. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like just long lingering shots of, de- of heads. And all the houses in had the like masks office. and weird like head models and things in them. Do you think that was symbolism? I don't understand French symbolism. No. So no. Yeah. I, I don't we meant to know who English. those people were, the famous, like the. Well, that was Freud. Oh, that was the uh, only okay. head that in, I recognized. in the therapist. What, what, what's what's he been in? Um, been in his own mother. He was in Rat Race. Um, he? Is he in the new Borat? Is that uh, yeah, is that yeah. Freud Armisen from yeah. SNL? <laughs> yeah, he, um, uh, from Portlandia. Portlandia. And, um, Rat Race. Moonbase Eight. Andrew Freud Weber. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Cats. Um, wait, who was he? Was he Cats? He wasn't. Yeah, he Cats. was Cats. Was he? He was Cats, wasn't he? Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Freud Webber. Jellicle Cats. Like? I think Jellicle Cats. We did, I believe we talked about uh, Sweeney Todd once and I mistakenly said Andrew uh, Lloyd Webber did that, but it was Stephen Sondheim, I think. Ooh. So I'm correcting something from like 10 episodes ago. What about Freud Mayweather? Yeah. What, what would that be like? Freud Money Mother Mayweather. Because Freud was always having those, uh, you know, psycho, psychic, yes. psychiatry having, things about his having mother. Having sex with his mum. Yeah. Yes. The, the, what's it called? Is it just called a Freud complex? Or is it he was Freudian? The, a Freudian slip? He was the first. He was the one who Freudian was, slipped his finger. He was finger the first one to do it. Into his mother. Do you remember the Freudian slip <laughs> at the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Justin right. Timberlake was like, I wasn't going to do that, but my hand had a Freudian slip and I saw the titty and I guess I love titties. I was just titties. thinking about titties. I was Freud's thinking about my face, mom's breastfeeding me. Just and Freud told me to do it to Justin. Do you remember that song by Alex Freud? <laughs> you were amazing. <laughs> 
That's the same as the Andrew Freud Weber. I remember seeing Alex Lloyd at a thing at Stage 88 in Canberra there, and it was yeah. for maybe like New Year's Eve or Australia Day or something. One of those family events where people come out and bring their picnic rugs and put it down there. And the crowd wasn't appreciated enough for him, and he was like drinking beer on stage and be like, oh, you guys don't even know how to party. Oh, no. What's going on here? Oh, you like this? Fuck, well, go on, let's play, oh, boys. God. And then he played that song, but it was like the most begrudging oh. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> It was Alex Lloyd. He was waiting like to save it for the encore, but he's like, "We've lo- we don't have him. I need to bring him back." He was just upset at the audience for some reason. I guess because they weren't angry at the audience for his own like misgivings. I do. They love weren't being attentive. Yeah. Any, any performance where someone's on the stage and they're just yeah. really upset to be there, mm. yeah. but they don't appreciate. The I saw the, there's an Australian band called Infusion that were sort of big-ish in Australia back in like the mid-noughts and um, they were like an electronic band and I remember seeing them at Park Life mm. and they were just like pissed off and was like, we're going to play like some actual songs, you know, like, cause it's like a festival with DJs yeah. playing like house bangers and stuff, <laughs> you know, like songs that we wrote, you know, like full songs with vocals and lyrics in them. What like, are you doing? Fuck, you're not getting anyone on, on side here, bro. Yeah. There were like 20 people there at their stage to see him. It's, it's embarrassing, but, um, it sort of brings me back to what's going on. I don't want to stay on politics for too long, mm. but you know what's going on in the States at the moment with Donald Trump. Mm. He's saying there's a lot of voter Freud going on. <laughs> Voting Freud. Voting Freud. Oh, have you ever seen Donald Trump's mum? She like looks exactly like She him. does look exactly oh, really? the same. Even like this quaffed hair, just like a like an angry Mr. Burns female version of <laughs> That's Trump. That's awesome. Yeah. I hear that... Um, uh, once his dad asked him to stay in a closet mm. um, uh, mm-hmm. while he tried on different clan outfits and that's actually how he died. Holy <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Wow. I heard that the movie Forrest Gump inspired Forrest Trump to run Forrest Run for president. <laughs> that is a long bow. That is a long bow to draw. <laughs> so I appreciate the That's effort. just what I heard. Yeah. You're just repeating what you heard. Uh, we all know Morgan's never afraid of doing something, uh, pulling out a joke like that. I'm never afraid. I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no Dan ghost. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> all right. I'm signing off. He's back. <laughs> all right. Anything else that happens in this movie? It, it gets really convoluted. I mean, there's stupid. a lot more Scene plot. after scene happens. There's a Japanese opera. Scene after point. scene. That's what <laughs> yeah. I loved about this movie. It was just scene um, after scene after scene. Don't you feel scene. like it was scene, so, yeah, no, so, so, no so, purpose? Yeah, no, definitely. like what's going to happen oh, yeah. next? No. Just like, oh, but I will, now other people are doing something else. Nothing was I will joined. say that what you were going, the scene you were just going on about where we were like, oh, do we really need to talk about this? Maybe we kind of do. She's she's panicking that her son's kidnapped, gone, yeah. kidnapped or something. So she's like, "Where the fuck's my son?" Because mm. she can't find him anywhere. But then she seems to like not like just sort of give up on that and not be worried about him no, anymore. Because then he does. They turn do accost up. the gigolos. Yeah, they go down. To the they go down. Yeah, 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 but, but and she's like, "Where's my son?" And they're just like, "Oh, we don't know him." But why? Yeah, they were like, we, we were, were just, just ego we were just tripping, playing on the That's phone, right, they were, and then they she pulls out like the smallest gun, one of those little like old western guns that's like the size of a finger and she holds that and she's like i've got this gun and they're like whoa shit and then her her highfalutin friend is like don't worry it's just a theater prop but Mm. then she starts shooting it in the air and it like (laughs) is making a sound so they all run off 
But like, why French. at that point is she suddenly like, oh, I, I'm not worried about my son anymore? Isn't I think she, she still? Freaking? I think she lies down on this park bench and is like, oh, my son, I've let him go. And okay, is, and, but then I feel like they but they then, meet up with him like really soon. Yeah, they, they do, and yeah. she's like, oh, hey, how you going? Yeah. Kind of. Thing. He's like, yeah, I was with this person, and they're like, oh, that must be Linda. Mm. And so for the rest of the movie, they keep calling this crazy woman well, that's Linda. Right. And te- it literally right at the end, she's like, oh, my real name's actually Maud, but also you can call me Penelope. Yes. That's good. Also, now that Thomas has moved in with Linda, um, they go and buy some flowers. And this is very French. Yeah. This is a very French joke mm. where he goes to pay for the flowers with his 500 francs. That's the only bill that he has. Yeah. That's a good running joke. He, he keeps, keeps trying to give the 500 francs. Yeah, and and never we can't do that. And everybody who's He's like, like with him, this. they have to pay for everything because they can't break and it. And it's a single 500 franc note as well. Mm. That's kind of cool. We don't have those here. What's 500, don't have any frank what's 500 francs in 2002 in Australian dollars? I don't know, but while you're finding out, I'll uh, pick up the lead. Uh, what happened? Well, it's a very French joke where he's offering to buy her flowers just on the on a whim as they're walking down the street. And then she ends up paying for the flowers and leaving him with the flowers and walks off in a rush. And it's like, that's very sort of French. Sort Freudian joke as well. <laughs> well, it's a very French Freudian joke. Yeah, and that was the point where I'm like, why the fuck are they buying flowers now? Like, didn't we have uh, a plot about a murder? Why is he hanging out with her? They're basically yeah, they're just, just together become now. friends now, and they're hanging yeah. out heaps, and it's fine. And then he takes her to. He does end up going to his mother's like opening night. Yeah, he takes her. He takes uh, this woman that he's just met to the opera. They watch the opera. She's moved by it. And then she goes backstage with him afterwards to meet his mum. And this is when finally his mum's seeing mm. him again for the first time. And she's like, oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. a long backstage She's been scene. able to perform. She's been able to yeah. go yeah. Uh, do everything. And also when they were watching the performance, she was like, oh, is that her up there on the stage? And he's like, no, she comes later. Yeah. That's her now. Yeah. And it's like the end of the play. It feels yeah. like the climate. Maybe mm. operas are just, that's like how they that. feel. Yeah. No, but, it definitely is because there's characters stabbing themselves yeah. in the opera. It felt like the end, but she was also a key part in that ending yeah. part. But and she so now just she's like, right oh, that's her. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And they only just had that conversation. So they go backstage and the scene goes for ages. And it's like um, the mother is talking to some other actors backstage after the performance. And they're like, look, when your kid dates women, it can be a bit annoying, but you just got to kind of grit your teeth and bear it mm. just smile and she's like fine i will and then so our character moot comes in and is like hey mom i want you to meet my friend and they're like oh this must be linda hi linda and she's not really being nice at all she's still being like a diva to the mm. to this person and she's even like how long have you been sleeping with my son and stuff mm. like that and you're like oh, yeah. they've known each other for like three hours and th- Yes, they are already living together and they have bought each other flowers, but don't jump to conclusions. She's just a crazy woman that he's hanging out with. And is this when the actress walks in that she used to do the voiceovers for? She comes in yeah. backstage. Yeah, Redgrave walks in. The aforementioned. And, and our crazy lady who does voiceovers for her just completely freaks out. She has a conniption. Yeah. She has flashback they go, memories. She, they're of- like, oh, you're an actress too. What are you working on? And she just starts saying, Howard, Howard. And it just keeps cutting to movies that Vanessa Redgrave has been in. One that looks quite interesting where her scarf mm, gets caught, caught in, in like a, a wheel, a of wheel and she gets Looked like a much better movie. Yeah, it did. And the whole so I think time, she was trying to say Howard's End. Yeah, she yeah. was trying yeah. to say Howard's End and then she starts saying something else and she ends up just saying Howard's the, in 
the Jew or something. Yeah. Howard's a Jew. Howard's Jew. And then the mother character's like, Howard's Jew. That doesn't sound like a very yeah, good movie. Like, oh, I must have missed that one. And she does sound like... What the fuck? She's flew. I'm flew. And I'm here to say. And then this voiceover actress just vomits for no reason. And you find out her backstory is that she was called Little Miss Puke. She always vomited when she acted. I missed that bit. Yeah. And that's why she could only do voiceovers, because she always I, I vomited. Why a narcissist then? I, why, yeah. why would you believe in yourself? Yeah. Your How do you have, puke? like, yeah, that kind of obsession with fame when you're, like, literally you dub... Oh, and the funny part is that Vanessa Redgrave's like, have we met? You seem to have a similar voice to that idiot that does <laughs> French voiceovers for me. Why would they pick such a dumb bitch? <laughs> <laughs> they laugh about it. Too. Yeah, And it funny. is funny because you're hearing them together and you're like, Vanessa Redgrave has this... British accent, but it's like a croaky kind of posh voice, and it doesn't match this no. person's French at all. So yeah, good on her. So we meant to know that Vanessa Redgrave. She like she is well like known. a famous. She's, she's quite famous. Yeah. What, what's the other thing that she was in? <sighs> I've seen her in Nip Tuck, where she's basically oh. playing. But it's because her daughter is okay. also in it, and they they play mother and daughter in it. Um, That's nice. Yeah. But she's one of those like McGonagall type actresses yeah. that's just been around for like sixty yeah. years. In British, mm-hmm. like probably in a lot of theatre and stuff. She's okay. done. She's yeah. done those. As uh, then, Dice Clay so, would say, uh, some old broad. Yeah, she's an old broad. Uh, I would die. What else would so, Dice Clay say? Yeah. Uh, so I got Dice my Clay. tongue up this chick's ass. So I was right? talking to this cocksucker. I said, how'd it taste? He said, uh, a bit salty on the lips. I said, ah, I'm a bit salty to see you. Ah, I hate him. Uh, sorry, that's my Dice. Did you know yeah. that he doesn't write down any of that? That's just like... <laughs> that's cr- that he just from the dome? comes yeah. up with it and just Fuck, dude. and he would just do that's nursery rhymes. He's always just doing these twinkle, hickory twinkle. dickory yeah, dock. The this chick's sitting on my cock. Oh, yeah. and he flicks the yeah, cigarette. And he just yeah, no, and he and he lights the cigarette over over his head. He holds it like yeah. this and does it like that. He really Chicken shouldn't. Buy he really shouldn't. Jacket. He really yeah. shouldn't. But like, who's gonna stop him? Yeah, he just dies. You know, people were like rolling in the aisles back. Much when like he would have dies. Yeah. They used to have to put seatbelts on yeah. the chairs when <laughs> dice would perform because people would be rolling. Would get motion sick. They'd be rocking so hard. With the hey, dice, uh, what would uh, Andrew Rice cl- Clay sound like? Oh, yeah, would anyone like to take a stab at that? Or? You may have he'd an East bubbling. Asian accent. Yeah, really? I'm gonna yeah, go on. I wouldn't yeah. think that. that was just like the sound of rice cooking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like just the sound of it. water. Yeah, just boiling water. That's well, it'd be pr- pronounced Andrew Lysecray, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, you can't do yeah, that. It's 2019, man. It's, it is it's well past 2019. Uh, I'm still living in the good times. Yeah. I'll plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> he also, he, Morgan, what's the fifth? He that got means rid of those guilty. Ah, pleading guilty. I plead the fifth on that yeah. one. He doesn't have lice anymore. Andrew Lysecray. When you plead guilty, do you have to get on hands and knees? Andrew please, Lice. I'm guilty. Please, I'm guilty. Just kill me. No. Just execute me, please. What's Andrew Dice Webber? <laughs> so I got this cat play, right? <laughs> it's a musical about <laughs> Andrew Dice Webber. Webber. Jack and Jill went up the hill to write another play about fucking cats. Oh! All right. We're, we're He's smoking. <laughs> My seatbelt came off. <laughs> we don't. We don't have much left of this movie, do we? Sure we, we, we got. Well, we do. Like it, the, the, yeah. inexplicably, <laughs> the um the the mother's friend who writes the operas really takes a shining to um this 
much like. Why did you say? Much like Jack <laughs> took a shining to that whole shine. Totally no stadium. shine makes Jack a dull yeah, boy. So I got my tongue up his. <laughs> he probably did similar monologues yeah, in his true. early days. Anyway. <laughs> She takes a shining to what's the name of the woman who vomits pukes a lot? Mm. She takes a shining to pukezilla, and I don't know. They I don't know what the fuck they're going about on about. She's like, hey, you should like just happen to quote unquote bump into us again tomorrow when we're down at the theater. Mm. They're doing an radio interview. Yeah, why why does she why does she want her to pop up? She likes her. But yeah, but what, <laughs> no, what is bumping into each other to going nice. to? Yeah. Okay. She's trying she's to get just... to know it because it's like you know you got to be nice to the girlfriend and then just put up with her until she but goes what, away. What, what horse does she hasn't have in this race? It's not the mother that does this. It's the oh oh it's, it's the, the other one. Yeah, the other woman's like, hey, you should you know the blonde French woman. It's almost like so. So she's like tuning her right. She's like, uh, I like maybe I want to use you in an opera or something down the track. Yeah, right. Because that's what does end up happening at the end of the film, I think. Yeah. Oh, who cares? I don't know. But they, they, they go and do the interview and then the subject of the interview is again narcissism. So and, it's, and, it's and, coming yeah, back. Yeah, and so so the, the woman, the the fucking Linda or whatever, she, she'd given her a book on narcissism and the woman's mm. talking on the radio out her ass and like reading excerpts from the psychology book about narcissism to explain what her new uh, opera is about because she's full of shit. I don't know what was. Is the, she making that up? Is she none just, of this matters. Just, at none all. of this does like, matter. The, all that matters <laughs> is at the end. What eventually happens? The guy, our main guy, finally runs into the guy that killed his dad. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, he's just in a bathroom, Pure and chance. the guy steps out of the the stall, and it's like an hour since we've seen this guy, and, and you're like, oh yeah. shit, he's right there behind you, and the guy just starts talking to him, and. You ever want to tell a secret to a stranger? Yeah, he goes, you ever want to tell a secret to a stranger? And you're like, oh shit, he knows who it is. He's like here to fucking kill him or whatever. But, and then our guy's like, uh... No, like what, what? What secret do you want to tell me? Well, that's like instead that, of just being like, you're a murderer. Like I don't know what no. his game plan well, was. Because that, that expression, that's kind of like the French way of saying g'day. Yeah. Okay. Have yeah. you ever? Have you ever yeah. It's, it's the, the French translation of bonjour is yeah. you ever wanted to tell a secret to a stranger. Exactly. And so he's like, sure. Why don't we go have a drink? And you're like, why are you having a drink with the guy you saw kill? <laughs> you didn't know was your father, but turned out to be your father like yesterday. <laughs> why are you not just being like, yeah, let's go have a drink. Police, he's right here. This mm. is the guy, whatever. But they, but this guy just can't help but be friends with psychos. Like he's like, well, I got to get to know them before I make any decisions on yeah. whether I should be friends with yeah, him. I'll move in with him. He might have obviously. a game plan or something, but yeah. no, he's just legitimately trying to get to know this yeah. guy. And then, it, and then it cuts to them in this coffee shop and they're talking more. And then the guy's like, hey, you haven't told me that secret yet. And he's like, well, I wanted to tell it to a stranger, but now I feel like I've got to know you. You're not my, a stranger mm. anymore. And he's about to tell him, or he's like... They're watching a band busk yeah. on the street, and he, trio. And they're playing. It ain't you, babe. It ain't me, babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. That's the one. Yeah. So I got it. All it wrong. ain't me, babe. It ain't you, babe. It ain't you, babe. <laughs> Which is just yeah, really weird as well because that's like an American band doing an American song in the middle of France, like for no reason. But um, he doesn't. He he gets halfway through the confession of the secret, which is I started a relationship with this guy. 
I was, uh, we were sleeping together, but then he kind of became my dad and he was going to give me money and he was going to adopt me and look mm. after me. And we were really close. And then he told me that he actually had a son in this city. That he wanted to city. do all those things Yeah. With. And then you're waiting for the part where he's like, so I killed him for some mm. reason, but they get interrupted or something. And then, and the mayonnaise is still on the table as well. Yeah, during that whole. Oh, that's, that's right. He's, he's gets... taken this guy back to Linda. That's which right. Fake yeah. Linda's house because <laughs> this is where he lives now, as of like yesterday, and and they're having a conversation. Oh, it gets interrupted. Linda just walks in. Mm. Uh, fake Linda, aka Maud, she bursts AKA into Penelope. her own house. Yeah, totally interrupting <laughs> their conversation. <laughs> I think she offers them a, a drink or something. There's a lot no, of... She, she, she just throws out her mayonnaise to throw it away. Yeah. That's her arc. Mm. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so... It's really And so there's good. a... They talk some more and then they get interrupted and they're like, I'll tell you tomorrow. So then he goes... Then then they go back to the killer's house. Why does he house. need to hear it? It's like, I need to hear it from his voice. Yeah. That he killed <laughs> Even though he guy. already knows. But yeah. It may, it's so... He turns yeah. up... Then he goes to the killer's house and the killer is like, all right, I'll finish the story. Here we go. Um, so then I does he end up finishing the story? They tell so many oh, stories no. now. Yeah, this the, is when the, the story comes in and, and he's, he, he's like he forces them back into the closet that he was like, in hide. There's like, someone oh, coming. No. Yes, and then his mother comes in and then he's like ah, and he yeah, jumps yeah. out. And, yeah, and yeah. Then they so the the killer of his dad is like oh shit, someone's coming. Can you quickly hide in the closet again? Uh, it's before a I finish telling yeah, this before story. Before I finish telling you the story. Then the main character's mum comes in and she has like a big bag of money or something and she's mm. like talking to the guy. And then our main character's like, What? Mum and this guy know each other? She must have paid him to kill the dad. So he pops out and and I I don't even think they get that clear on what happened. Yeah, but, I but it, well, that it they was explain that, yeah, that she, was she coming? She was coming one night to pay off the father. To say, hey, fuck off, leave us alone, or something yeah. like this. Stay like, I've always told life. the son you were dead. Yeah, so go away, here's some yeah. money. And then, actually, what happened is he bumped into the she, dad's, she ran into the, the the dad's boyfriend, boyfriend, who's really boyfriend, upset. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wait, maybe I could give the boyfriend money and he could actually kill the man. Mm. And then, so she does. She pays the boyfriend to kill the father. Yeah. And then, somehow, in all of this, the main character man is sort of like, uh, all these people are kind of nice. And then yeah. bang, the police the co- turn up. The cops turn up, start yeah. arresting uh, fake Linda, I think they go to arrest her. What's she doing I there? don't know why they think, I don't know. Oh, but yeah. The cops have been tailing them the whole time. Oh, yes. They've and the cop has a mad on, twitch as on, well. We didn't yeah. talk about Very important. We haven't talked twitch. about him at all, but he's also eaten the weed brownies, which doesn't really <laughs> affect him much. He's, he's yeah, just there's been like awkwardly a clumsy pair of cops that are kind of like... Always on the back foot through the yeah. whole movie. And, and one's finally got they like a really up. bad Tourette's-esque eye twitch where he's yeah. just constantly blinking and winking. I don't think and it was they... the actor though because we all noticed at one point <laughs> he, he, he just eyes. closes the other eye. It stops twitching and it closes all together. And then he's like, all right, have a good day. And he leaves <laughs> and the other eye starts twitching again. So he's just yeah. fucking with us. He's yeah. just yeah. trying maybe, to Maybe they us. mirrored the shot. For some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> they, they finally... The police actually figure it out, right? They know what actually had happened. No, and no, they no bust so the in. main character tells them... Well, yeah, no, they, fi- no, they, yeah, they, f- they, they know figured it really out. Happened, so they yeah. come in to arrest everyone. Yeah. And then the main character is like... It's like, actually, I was there. I was in the closet. Let me tell you what happened. What he sets happened. it up as normal. As normal. But then he... <laughs> He just basically says that Makes Dr. Ups. Ruth came in and That's stabbed right. the guy. Mm. Dr. Ruth, who we know is now dead on the yeah. floor in her psychiatry. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's... She had 
black sunglasses and shit. And and there's like, do, does this guy know Dr. Ruth at all? Is there going to be any connection or have you just been like, I know that she's dead, so I'll just say that yeah, it's it's her and crazy, I'm an eyewitness. It's just crazy French symbolism. She's taking heart medication because as fake Linda said earlier in the film, she's just a lonely spinster. She just goes through <laughs> man and man. She's got heartache. That's why mm. she's taking this heart medication. Gotcha. She gotcha. has to be the bad one. But you she's just like, why the fuck? Why does he, why does he like try and get everyone off the hook yeah. like he likes this yeah. dude now like maybe he yeah, sort of wants to no he likes because the dude who killed his he is dad my brother yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like oh that's my brother now yeah, yeah. there's no reason for <laughs> that's him. my brother now there's no reason brother. for him to forgive one the guy who killed his dad and two Ooh, his the mother. mother who lied about his dad for his entire life that quickly and he defends them both yeah. protects them both with a lie throws a poor old woman mm. who didn't even get a line in this movie under the bus and then they just go to the real or the tombstone that I guess they were always going to. They kind of say something to the tombstone. And then at the same time, Linda is talking to the tombstone of Dr. Ruth. And she's like, I'll be back at 4 p.m. next Tuesday. That's very funny. She's still using her therapist, mm. her dead therapist to, to unload on. That's And then they stuff. drive off all everybody in one car yeah, together. Drives I think off. sort of he has this realization while the police are there like, ah. Oh. I never really had a real family, but this is as close as it gets. So now this is my new family. My mum, my new brother, this weird fucking... Uh, what's Actress. her name? Penelope Maud. Linda. Linda, Linda, Linda woman. And also my mum's friend who's... Uh, yeah, who's also a Opera there. Uh, writer. Kind of, kind of around. And, and, then that- you, and then she's on the phone in this last scene, like well, teeing the- up a deal. She's like, no, I'll have no other actress other than Linda. It has to be Linda yeah. in this thing. She ah. gets her a job. But the funniest part is they leave the cemetery... It does like a lifting crane shot and you're like, final shot of the movie. But before all of that sequence, the curtains close. Red curtains close over the characters. And then that that was in the... In the, in the apartment, up the murder mystery, yeah. with the lies of the cops. No, but surely so we it all felt like a like, fake yeah. ending. It does like a triple fake back. ending. Yeah. They even like look at the camera and stuff, and take yeah. a, they take and, a and bow. The the, vel- the red velvet curtains close in front of them, and then suspended down Dangled on like down. A, on the, a di- yeah whatever it's the called. Director of the, the, the friend opera. of the mother, the director of the and opera. I yeah. think what it's saying is that she she is like taking notes of all this story in the background and she's going to turn this into a new Mm. play that then Linda will play in. Yeah. It's sort of like, but so it does this crane shot. It does this like final leaving the cemetery. Everything's been wrapped up. They're all living happily ever after, but then it still just shows them driving in a tunnel. They Mm. have this phone call scene. (laughs) Like it is, and there's one other bit that happens right at the end before it finally. And a police ends. car comes That's up behind right. their car, and they're like, "Oh!" And it's got its lights on and its sirens, and then it just drives past, and then they say something. Her mother yeah, says, says, "Look, there's, there's light, light at the end of the tunnel." Of the That's right. And then the movie she looks ends. forward at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. The police is leaving, and it just says, "There's a light at the end of the tunnel," and, and then, then it, it ends. circle zooms into, into her, her eye <laughs> as she <laughs> winks. Yeah, it's like a Looney Tunes closes like a Looney Tunes onto her eye. And that's like the fourth or fifth ending in a row. Yep. And each one doesn't add anything. That's the, that is how you end oh, a movie. As far as movie. I'm concerned, that's the only she way was you funny. should move in it. I, there were some moments that... Like, she was hammy and I yeah. think she was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um, everyone else, the son, it's like her vibe was very like elevated, like... I'm a diva. Mm. But then the son was so somber. Placid. And mm. French. Yeah. He, he had no personality. No. He just went along with anyone who did anything. Like, oh, I killed your dad. Well, we can still be really good mm. friends. I've just lied about being a therapist and I've got a dead therapist in this room. Well, I'll move in. We can still be friends. 
He's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino type character who you can't quite tell. What are his motives? What is he thinking until he finally does something? Yeah. But this guy just never does anything. Does he ever have any emotions besides getting upset that he watched a murder at the start? Like, after that, he doesn't seem... Yeah, no, yeah, because he does cry him. on that couch and that seems to sort him out. Yeah. He's done after that, after crying yeah. to the fake Linda. He's vented. Once he, yeah, because he thinks that she's the therapist. So. No, sure, yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll fix it. I, I know, thought this I thought this movie was pretty odd and like like interesting in how odd it was but not interesting enough to, for me to actually really enjoy watching mm, it there yeah. was some it, like yeah. it's just it's a very interesting weird thing right and it's kind of funny because of a bunch of the rules it breaks and and how much and how little anyone cares about anyone else yeah. in the film or what's actually happening. But it's how just, little narrative just real, there yeah, is. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's just like and, episodic and, and you just keep going like, well, there was some interesting stuff laid out, but why are we not following those mm. threads? And why are we just following like random things happening? Like it's 50, 60 minutes into this and I don't have any idea of what the main plot is. Mm. Like he's not trying to solve the murder of no. his dad. He hasn't even been actively looking for that. It's just like things happening and then it keeps cutting to new characters doing different things. And you're like, why? We could have stayed on a tread that was going mm. somewhere. I don't know what you'd do to make it funnier because I think there are some funny... Because it was so ish. funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was Max I, I feel like it could have been funny. and, and I, But I don't, I, I, if, if, if someone came to me, as they often do, and said, Hayden, I need you to punch, punch this, this up, up I'd, I'd say, I can't figure out how. And so I'm going to give it a three. Mm. Wow. Okay. I liked the themes that they touched on with the narcissism. I thought that they, if they'd weave that in a little bit more coherently, like it wasn't, didn't make any sense for them to keep bringing that up in radio interviews and as subject matter for the opera, whether that was real or whether they were just making a joke out of it. And the fact that the therapist was bringing it up all the time, curb your narcissism and how that's the only way to curb your narcissism is to love somebody else. Those were the themes that kept coming in through the movie but it was never never wrapped into anything that made sense um yeah i'm gonna give it a 2.8 yeah uh i'm just gonna give it i'm gonna give it a 1.8 i really didn't like this movie i'm glad we all watched it together yeah i'm glad i bought a secondhand dvd (laughs) from someone on ebay for like four dollars so i could watch it but it's just I'm happy to have this ticked off the list. And yeah, I'm so ready you just to couldn't find this anywhere, right? No. So it's kind of like a pretty rare thing that we got that we got to see, guys. Yeah, we got yeah. Actually, item. I want to just because of how rare it was, and because I forgot to mention mm. two other things. It was very French, and it was a story as old as time. Mm. I'm gonna bump it up to a two point eight. Very nice. You said two point eight, though. You've just I know. Okay, you've just solidified, but you said bump it up, so that impl- Okay, well, infer okay. what you will. I'm gonna give it a one point eight. I think it was one. I'm gonna maybe the worst one. Something. I'm gonna I'm gonna make really? Declan and say yeah I think this was it wasn't worse as bad than... as Wagons East or it was shorter it was only 88 minutes with credits Wagons East so was funnier wait how long was it 88 uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bring I it back down to did, a 2.8 yes, yeah. more boring um yeah I mean other there wasn't than, even like, any hot gay sex scenes in no, this like true. what the hell I was ex- I was expecting that from At the tone one. of the very beginning yeah. I was expecting like you, oh yeah this was saw, well in the in the lead up to gay, watching this movie like over the last two or three weeks on our chat all I could discern from it was hey we're gonna watch the gay French film we're gonna watch the gay yeah. French yeah film. I thought I thought because that's the only way it had been described mm. to me I thought it was like a, a homoerotic French film mm. I would have been down for that like this it would have been had, interesting. It had no it romance. It would have been. Yeah. 
it also the the title uh, the the credits at the beginning had this like colored kind of sketchy like font and it reminded me of the Pink Panther or I was really expecting it to be a comedy and I remember turning to Hayden like 20 mm. minutes in and being like I don't think this is a comedy because it was like yeah, a guy's dad being murdered serious, and stuff yeah. and there was like very little humor and then silly things happened on, but it and the fear in Declan's eyes when he said that to <laughs> yeah. me. Well. Like, I'm so I don't think funny. we're in comedy yeah. anymore. <laughs> I don't think we're in comedy anymore. <laughs> oh. You guys got any good impressions? Jared was doing a share. We were talking about Sonny and share. Like, is that all you can do? That's is pretty that... good. He does like a southern share. He's like. I do believe my moon is shine. I do believe in life after love. I do believe. This might not translate across the podcast, but this is my best share. He's clicking with his finger. That was definitely some sort of CNN sharing, sharing a news story. CNN news story. I do a pretty good. Oh, you know, I, I don't care about you, you any sexual proclivities. <laughs> may, may a thousand uh, blossoms, blossoms, blossoms bloom. But I'm not wasting any time on it because every three months, <laughs> three months someone is torn eaten, apart. torn apart by a crocodile in, North in northern Queens, Queensland. Yeah. Is that Bob Catter? That's, yeah, that's that our cat. Yeah, big that Bob was, Catter? That was Big Bobby. Yeah. And can man. anyone do uh, an Andrew O'Keefe <laughs> impression? Uh, let's open up the... Uh... Yeah. They used to say, this guy's whack. <laughs> <laughs> that well, whack means shit. Not where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> he nearly did it. It was so close. I know, oh. I know that so well. It makes me yeah, tense up. Jared, my Jared also weaved that expression into conversation like 10 times the other day. Every time it was so <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's weird. Yeah. Let's see if we can get the real Liam Gallagher on the podcast sometime soon. Mm. Uh, that's pretty easy. I want to get, oh, can we reach out to Andrew O'Keefe? Can we Dude. try that yet? Yeah, He's, I know his cousin. Do you? Yeah. Oh, Johnny O'Keefe. Johnny O'Keefe. That's, well, that's, that's his, his uncle. Uh, uh, Paulie O'Keefe. I, I thought that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was his uncle. He had a poster in Hungry Jack's Tuggeron. He did. I know that much. You make okay. me want to shout, kick my heels up and shout. Must watch have had a song on the jukebox there. So wait, are we are we going to reach out to Andrew? Yeah, I don't, know. I don't yeah, know if he's if big on the socials. It. You might have to go like to his agent or write him a handwritten letter or yeah. something. Yeah. Call him on the um, telephone. Yeah, if we get him and we ask him about that fateful day. <laughs> yeah. you know, you Tell us your tasteless, tasteless joke. joke. <laughs> Do you have any more tasteless jokes? Guys, what are you talking joke? about? You set him up by going, what does whack mean where you come from? <laughs> <laughs> we should you know, just literally recite back to him what he said to him. You know, you're a pretty eccentric presenter. You know. you, I guess you're pretty whack. That's what we used to say back where we came from. That he's Dylan Lewis. Why don't we just get Dylan Lewis yeah, to, talk about about it. It. Yeah. to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Dylan Lewis might do it. Yeah, might. It's, it's easy. He's an easier get than Andrew. Mm. We could do a whole episode that's just about that, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that moment in <laughs> his life. Ripped a hole in the space-time continuum. <laughs> <sighs> Good stuff, boys. What's the next film? Uh, Pinocchio? I, Pinocchio. I think this is oh, Ro- Roberto Benigni's 
Pinocchio. Pinocchio. We might have a, a guest for that. We might have a special guest for Pinocchio. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Pinocchio, Pinocchio himself. himself. Yeah, that's right. He's, <laughs> he's a gonna, real boy. He's going to bring a puppet. And, I'm a real boy. He's going to be a real boy. <laughs> he's going to be a real Wait, boy. are you going to bring a real boy here? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's the first that, time man. for everything. Yeah. Oh, I hope he doesn't stab you in the back. Mm. All right, guys. Um, good work. No, as so, I said, stabbing in the back, that's a little bit too far as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Like, fun is fun, but yeah. stabbing people in the back is never... We'll finish on this PSA from Morgan Quinn. Guys, you've, you've, you've guys you've when you're getting down line. and dirty, yeah. when you're in the throes of lust, and do whatever nice, you want. If you're in the kitchen. <laughs> Andrew Gay is doing a yeah. PSA about not stabbing people. When things aren't going your way, don't stab someone in the back. <laughs> you know, if you've got to stab someone, you know, that's your <laughs> sexual proclivity. I'll <laughs> <laughs> let a thousand possums <laughs> But I'm not going to stab someone in the back. <laughs> that's the line. Because <laughs> every three months a croc is stabbing someone in the back <laughs> in North Queensland. Mm, any more Freud jokes? Or we, we, we passed that, didn't we? Mm. I mean, they were funny. Oh, I've got one. Um, Freud rage? I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> I did it all for the nookie. I like it. Freud Durst. 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 Just keep rolling, 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 rolling. Mum. That's a... Rolling, 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 rolling. Mum. Freddian slip. Freddian slip. Come on. That's a Freddian slip. Yeah. Hell Yeah. Um, what would Fred Durst sound like? <laughs> All right, hold on. Here. Fred Durst meets Jack Black Nicholson. Hey, I've seen the Fight Club about 28 times. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I've never heard your shit, man. <laughs> wait, right. wait. Jack Nicholson isn't in Fight Club. Fred Durst is in the Fright Cub video game. Don't correct yeah. him. I've been claiming credit for this one since 99. I love Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess you could say that the secret to my success is not listening to Limp Biscuit. That's the one thing I'd I have to say. I didn't get to where I am by listening to Limp Biscuit. Uh, I didn't get my bangers and mash listening to Limp Biscuit. Well, my daddy told me. <laughs> Hold then on, you got what? Some bangers and mash. Watch I that. love you, Jack Nicholson. You are my favorite motherfucker. I told you, didn't I? I Money make the world go around. Anybody got a problem with that? My business is my business. Who's guilty? Gotta get a witness. First things first. The Chuck the Fart Starfish. That's, that's, that's my Fred Durst bit. What do you have to say to that, Jack Nicholson? You're damn right I ate the bangers and mash. I'm the only one man enough around here to devour the whole plate. You and your scraps. Never finishing it, never wiping your plate. You never turn the dishwasher on properly either, Jack. Oh no, that's me. I'm Jack. Someone's going to do Tom Cruise. Did you eat the bangers and mash? Did you eat the bangers? You're damn right I ate the bangers. You're damn right I ordered the bangers and mash. <laughs> uh, uh, I think we did that exact bit last episode. Yeah. Hey. 
That's, uh... It's developing. It's getting better. <laughs> Soon the... it'll be ready for yeah. at the end of the next Soon one. We'll do ready. the whole scene <laughs> between Fred. Did you eat the bangers and mash? <laughs> He's got delay on his voice yeah. in the courtroom. Ladies and gentlemen, did you eat the bangers and mash? Uh, <laughs> did you eat the chocolate stuffings <laughs> and the hot dog flavored water? The people in the courtroom are going off like yeah. they're a big day out. They're getting crushed up against the security guards trying to stop them from getting crushed. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what it's like to have seen the Fight Club about 28 times? That'd be crazy. Hey, he doesn't say that. He says that in a song. Really? He? Yeah. He says he's seen the movie Fight Club 28 times. Yeah, I'll look the line up. He says, so he got in the I've seen the Fight Club about 28, maybe it's 26 Fincher times. I that lyric and was like, do you want to be in the video? Mm. Yeah, well, that's that's the connection, right? Just because he rapped about seeing Fight seen Club 28 times. the Fight Club I feel about like the themes of Fight Club may have gone over his head. I think he might be liking it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get it. He's he just he was one yeah. of those guys that just didn't get it. I didn't get Fight Club. Yeah, Living but I liked up. it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get. I didn't get. On. I didn't get the Joker. Every t- <laughs> you know, yeah. like what was? Is that his real face? <laughs> what was? What was yeah, so funny? It's pretty clearly makeup. You see him putting it on. No, oh, I must have missed that bit. But he's a man. Yeah. What's he wearing? Makeup? Why does he look so clownish? <laughs> putting makeup on his face. I can't find this line. I think you invented I it. I definitely didn't. There's a song <laughs> where Fred does I've watched it the fuck up 28 times. <laughs> he definitely says it. He's like, yo, it's a fucked up place. And when I watch Fight Club 28 times, <laughs> I love that movie like, oh. I love that movie like, put your hands off a fight club. <laughs> yeah. Put your hands in the air of a fight club. <laughs> <laughs> That's that <laughs> song. Like, just, okay. <laughs> Wave around for fight club. I need to find this. This is driving me crazy. (laughs) Who the fuck? I don't give a fuck about anything but Fight Club. First rule. Don't tell (laughs) no one. Don't talk about it. Second rule. Watch it. 28 times. (laughs) Third rule. I was supposed to main characters. Drama makes the world go around. Can I get a witness? First things first, chocolate stiff starfish, my man Fred Durst, access Hollywood, license to kill, a redneck fucker from Jacksonville, banging on the dumpster funk, my microphone machete on the back of my trunk. Don't forget about the starfish navigation system. Don't hate me, I'm just an alien with 37 tons of new millennium. Dum diddy dum. Where's it coming from? (laughs) Mrs. Aguilera, come and get some. Oh no, which way to go? Way to, go. to the dance to floor. The dance it's on my stereo. Pay me no mind. I've seen the fight club about 28 times. And I'm going to oh, keep my shit. pants sagging. There you go. He does. He was, what song was it? Uh, f- uh, living it up. Oh. Life in the first lane. This is dedicated to you, Ben Stiller. Heavily influenced by Jack Nicholson on that starfish navigation system. <laughs> yeah. Man, those lyrics are like complete stream of consciousness. One, yeah. one round off the top. Don't forget I am an alien yeah. with the starfish navigation system. Dum did it dum. Come and get some. Where you gonna go? Where you coming from? I hear he would he would write and record a line every day, which is why it sounds so insane. Keep that going. Oh, <laughs> 
He has. <laughs> Pay just, him no mind. I'm picture, picturing him in like a study with glasses <laughs> on and a notepad, like writing these, like really <laughs> studiously. Me and Shanks were talking about, there's a line in, um, uh, it's, it's like, hey kid, take my advice. You, you don't, don't want to step into a, a big pile of shit. It's great <laughs> advice. Is, is the advice not to step into a big pile of shit or is not taking his, his mm. advice akin mm. to stepping uh, into a big pile yeah, of shit? Yeah, yeah. It's a you know side I mean? note, you know. Let's get Fred Durst on the pod. I think we have. Is it bedtime? I think we have. You are, you are a tremendously idiosyncratic <laughs> man. <laughs> well, I mean, more. as I say, when, when I used to watch Faded Recovery, when, when it first came down. on, I thought, this guy is whack. We used to say it back then. This guy's whack. Whack means shit. <laughs> Not where I came from, Nick.